Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go on a Friday. A lot of energy and a lot to talk about. Live in Los Angeles, it's The Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. It is sweater weather today. Blazing five. Love my picks. We've had back-to-back winning Blazing Fives. Last week, three and two. Week before Thanksgiving, four and one. Love our picks today. We got a five and oh staring at us. Now, four and one. We, we take four and one. J Mac, I said yesterday on the show, I said, I'm not going to watch that stupid NFL game. <laughs> I don't care if it's Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi or Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky. You can't make me watch that game. And then. I go have a little dinner at my friend's restaurant. I turn it on. The first half's fantastic. That was, that was fantastic, <laughs> really? Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at home lay another egg? I don't know, Colin. That was a rough watch. It was. Okay, so two defensive head coaches, Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin, met last night with backup quarterbacks. Oh, Lord. So Tomlin had the better roster. Mike Tomlin was at home. Mike Tomlin has the better quarterback. Mitch Trubisky made the playoffs twice, and he lost and they've had about 250 yards. Tomlin is now 3-10 all-time against Belichick, and Mike Tomlin has lost six of his last seven to rookie coaches. Hey, but he's never been under 500. I still contend Pittsburgh has a lot of talent. It's a top five or six roster. But what I was watching last night were two old defensive head coaches, nice resumes, two longest-tenured coaches in the league, 
that both Tomlin and Belichick need to look in the mirror and take a long, hard look at themselves and the cultures they've created. It is outdated. I mean, the Steelers offensively think the jet sweep is revolutionary. It's used in high school. The Patriots can't draft or develop wide receiver talent or tight end talent in the last decade to save their life. And do you really think if you gave Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid, Sean McVay, Sean Payton, Pittsburgh's offense, it would look like this? I mean, I know it's Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, but would it look like this? This is embarrassing. I mean, Pittsburgh's got a really good young tight end, two excellent wide receivers. I don't love both their backs. And the O-line, come on. They've, they've put draft picks and money into it. It's still okay, and it still looks like this. But, hey, they've never had a losing season. Boy, is that the standard for the Steelers? But are these two franchises really feel like two middle-aged guys who want to brag about their college or high school days? It's ugly, and it shouldn't be. At least New England has an excuse. They let Belichick draft, and he can't. But Pittsburgh's front office has a history of being finding gems everywhere. I don't think there's a franchise in the NFL that drafts better wide receiver and tight end talent over the last 20 years than Pittsburgh. Tomlin can't do anything with it. It doesn't matter if it's Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones or Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky. These teams are a mile from relevance. The world has changed, and they're sitting bragging about tough football and special teams. And, and once again, I would like to point out that all through this league with quarterback injuries, when an offensive coach loses a starting quarterback, Shane Steichen is a playoff team today with Gardner Minshew. It's not man overboard. Arthur Smith, Taylor Heineke, he's leading his division over the favored defensive coach with the better quarterback, Dennis Allen. Uh, Mike McCarthy last year, criticize him all you want, went 5-1 and one with Cooper Rush. Zach Taylor, 32-37 this last weekend. Jake Browning, a backup at Jacksonville. Zach Taylor, offensive coach. Kevin Stefanski. I watched Joe Flacco last weekend. My jaw about hit the floor. I could not believe how good Joe Flacco was. He was outstanding. I watched Baker Mayfield and Sean McVay last year. They had one practice together. I watched Kevin O'Donnell and Josh Dobbs, Minnesota, this year. They had no practice together. None. Trubisky's been in the building now for a while. Bailey Zappi, second half, didn't have a drive longer than 20 yards. I mean, I know, I know they're respected and they'll get s statues outside the stadium. These teams feel like a mile away from relevance. Here was Mike Tomlin after. Well, went into the fourth and two call, Mike, and was that the primary call? It was. We were down there. Um, we 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 played a win. Uh, we wanted to be aggressive, um, and we just didn't get it done. Where do you guys go from here? What what is the direction? Of we this? get ready for our next opportunity next week. Uh, it's what we always always do. Um, obviously. Um, this stings, um, but we'll be back. Listen, you never want to lose your starting quarterback. But if you have a defensive head coach, even a multiple Super Bowl winning defensive head coach, and you lose your starting quarterback, season's over. If you have an offensive coach and you lose your quarterback, you can lead your division. You can be viable. I've got multiple, multiple examples. I have Joe Flacco in Cleveland. 
I mean, if you, if you didn't watch that game last week, it was, what am I watching? Joe Flacco was on a couch. <laughs> Walks into Cleveland making throws all over the yard. It wasn't just Flacco. It was the coach. All right, so the Lakers last night hammered the Pelicans. It's this in-season tournament. And the thing I take away from it, first of all, it's a swing by the NBA. I'm all for taking swings. We talk about that all the time. It's fun. The court's different. The players are into it. They get $500,000 to the winning team. Now, to LeBron James, that means nothing. But he is totally focused, insanely intense, absolutely, inarguably committed to the in-season tournament. He is having an unbelievable season. He would be first-team All-NBA right now. Why does he care so much about this? He'll probably give that money and tip the ball, boys. Why? I believe there's only one thing he's never surpassed. Oh, he's surpassed it, MJ. But in the minds of the MJ fans, that's the last hurdle. And winning the first in-season tournament is something else you can put on the Wikipedia page. And LeBron is keeping score. Because he's surpassed Kareem in points. He's surpassed Kareem in minutes. He's won the first in-season tournament. He's now fourth all-time. He just passed Steve Nash and assists. He's climbing up that list. He has nothing, no other hurdle. Well, he'll never win six. Well, Bill Russell won 11 titles. Almost double Michael Jordan. He knows, he knows... He's not going to be perfect. He's probably not going to win six titles. But what he's doing is he is looking at opportunities that go into the resume and historians go 20 years from now, yeah, I know Mike went six for six, but he, he surpassed Kareem in points. He finished first or second in assists. He got to more finals. He won the first in-season tournament. And here's another thing. I think LeBron came in with a mindset this season. And why this season? I mean, it was good last season. It was good the season before. But what is it about this season that LeBron has been this focused? I mean, it's, it's really incredible. He would be first-team All-NBA. He currently leads the NBA in fourth-quarter baskets over Luka, Tatum, Giannis, Jokic. It's insane. Why? He's 39. 39 was Michael's last year. First Year, only year, he averaged under 20 points. So when historians look back at Michael's last year, yay, averaged like 18, 19 a game, they're going to look at LeBron James at 39 and go, bruh, he was first team all NBA. I think the in-season tournament, LeBron has taken it completely seriously to add to his Wikipedia NBA resume. And I think he went into this season at 39, knowing that's when Michael hung it up, and Michael was not washed, but Michael was done. He wasn't vertical, only season under 20. And you'll look at LeBron and go, he hadn't been this good in six years. This is a testament to something we all now have to acknowledge. LeBron is on a short list and may lead it as the greatest athlete in American sports history. Let that bake in. 39 years old. Basketball, you play the offensive end, the defensive end. This is not football. Brady watched defense, special teams. LeBron's on the floor for all of it. And I have watched parts of every Laker game this year, I think, almost every Laker game. He's been the best player on the floor in virtually every game. 
the best player on the floor, and he's played KD. They got some. They got some games here against young stars. Best player on the floor. So I think when you get to be LeBron James, he went into this season knowing this was the time Michael hung it up. He was going to make a point, a historical comp. Not only am I not hanging it up, I'm one of the five best players in the league. Because what he did last night, 133-89, they're now in the play-in tournament championship against the Pacers. And I'm going to tell you something. LeBron is going to play one of his best games of the year. LeBron, I, he don't want to hear about... Halliburton, that kid to the Pacers. He ain't got any interest in that. He is going to look at that game tomorrow in Vegas as resume stuff, all-time stuff, 20 years from now stuff. Here was LeBron on advancing to the finals on TNT. It's still December, so I'm not getting too crazy about the whole thing. I understand this is this thing has been great in season tournament, but it's still December. We're a team that wants to get better every single game. We go out there every quarter, every possession, so we had another opportunity to do that. Yeah, no big deal. Really? You watched LeBron this year? I mean, if you're watching LeBron this year, it doesn't he was great last year. It looks completely different. First team all NBA today leads the fourth quarter in baskets made. It's insane what he's doing right now. All historical comps and he's keeping score. Um, you know, I've had to for years and years, J Mac uh, I ha- I don't think I've been negative with the Cowboys, but I've kind of rolled my eyes at Super Bowl stuff. I-, I I always use the argument with the Cowboys; they'll be pretty good, and that's what they've been for twenty years. And so for twenty years, I've been pretty right in the Cowboys. They're pretty good. They're not just pretty good this year. And there's a couple of things where we have to take them seriously. They have now wedged into my Super Bowl bubble, and there's only about six teams. But uh, to- this weekend, this Philadelphia game. A lot of people are already handing it to Dallas. This is the game of the season for them for a lot of different reasons. Blazing Five, 45 minutes from now, are you excited? For the Blazing Five or Eagles-Cowboys? I can't wait for Eagles-Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Um, Philadelphia off a humiliating loss. uh, Teams that are good off humiliating losses bring their A game. I'll say this about the Dallas-Eagles game. Um, If the Cowboys manage to lose this game, I don't want to hear another word about Dak Prescott in the MVP discussion. No more. No more. It's over. If, da- if Dak Prescott cannot come through in this game. And I think they will. I bet Dallas. Um, can I go back to what uh, LeBron for one second? Yeah. You mentioned KD and LeBron in like the same sentence. And yeah. I, I decided, let me look it up. Do you know what Kevin Durant's record against LeBron is without Steph Curry? When he was with the Warriors, obviously they, they annihilated everyone. Kevin Durant's record against LeBron without Steph Curry is 4-20. and 20. He cannot touch LeBron when he doesn't have Steph Curry and a stack deck. LeBron has annihilated maybe a top 15 player in the history of the game head-to-head almost every time. That, to me, is crazy because we know Jordan struggles against the Pistons, against Bird, against Magic so you went, back in the day. That, that, that's a crazy number. So you were at a Laker game. I haven't gone in person to a Laker game this year. What was your interpretation of LeBron, what you saw? Right, best player on the court. It wasn't even close. And wasn't, Devin Booker's real good. No, Kevin no. Durant's I mean, very think good. how good Booker is. Yeah. Booker last year in the playoffs went on an MJ-Kobe run. Kevin Durant's one of the best get-a-basket guys in the last 15 yeah. years. All on the floor together. Not close. Not close. And I'm a, you know, I have been a Durant guy. We've had our online beefs. I get that. But no, we don't. it's not. LeBron is so superior to Durant. 
historically like and Durant's very very good oh yeah I, yeah I liked your LeBron rate that was a good start to the day yeah so all right blazing five forty-five minutes from now thoughts on the Cowboys Eagles which is going to be a great great we got some really interesting matchups this weekend all right I've got a great parlay for you this weekend thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook new users use the code herd H-E-R-D when you download the app now for the parlay pick of the week Via DraftKings Sportsbook. I like the Ravens at home, minus seven against the Rams. NFC teams this year, Detroit, Seattle, that have gone east to face Lamar Jackson and that speed offense have been clobbered. I'll take the Ravens to win by over a touchdown. The Browns have Joe Flacco, but their defense at home should shut down the Jags, who won't have Trevor Lawrence or Christian Kirk. He's having surgery. I like the Browns by a touchdown. Chiefs minus two and a half at home over the Bills. They're better. They're bouncing off a loss, which they normally do. And I just don't trust the Bills in a big spot. Ravens, Browns, Chiefs, home favorites like them all. If you want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, please use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. Takes a minute, that's all. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code heard for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. 
Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. All right, it's the game of the season for the Dallas Cowboys as they host the Philadelphia Eagles, a team they outplayed, but true to form last couple of years, lost to a very good team, situationally didn't make the plays late. The Cowboys do not have a win this year over a team that currently has a winning record. Again, it's a multi-season trend. Destroy, especially at home, bad teams and mediocre teams, and then fold late against the good ones. So Philadelphia is ready to go off a humiliating loss. Really, really good teams off humiliating losses tend to crystallize, play very well. Um, Everybody's burying the Eagles. Everybody. Philadelphia still wants the number one seed and a buy. They're an older team. Older teams like buys. I can't find anybody that doesn't like the Cowboys. Vegas likes Dallas. The media likes Dallas. The fans like Dallas. The difference this time, though, instead of cynicism, the Cowboys are doing several things that Super Bowl teams do. At least teams that get to the Super Bowl. Dak, a very good quarterback, is having his best year. That's very Matt Ryan, very Cam Newton in their Super Bowl appearance years. They have seven blowout wins. Super Bowl champs in the last decade average seven blowout wins. They have a top five defense in virtually every metric. That's a Super Bowl defensive metric. Uh, They have an offensive coach. The last four Super Bowl champs, five of six, have had an offensive coach. They have an emerging O-line mixed with youth and veterans. That feels like a Super Bowl O-line. And this Dallas team, to me, feels different. I do Super Bowl bubbles about once a month on this show, and right now I have Dallas in my Super Bowl bubble. Kansas City, Baltimore, Philly, Dallas, and San Francisco, three NFC teams, two AFC teams. I think Miami and Detroit, there are things I like, especially Miami, but I've got questions against Miami in big games. Detroit's defense has gone into the tank. Joe Burrow's out. Cincinnati can't be there. That's where I am today. Kansas City, Baltimore, Philly, Dallas, San Francisco, and stuff to like, offensively explosive, Detroit, Miami, Question them against good offenses, tough physical teams in big games. So I do think it's different. It's not a blazing five pick. I would take Philadelphia and the hook, but I think this Dallas team feels like a team that can get to the Super Bowl. Greg Cosell yesterday, this has as much praise as I ever remember him heaping on Dak Prescott. In the last five or six weeks where he's played exceptionally well, we have seen him make far more outside of structure, off schedule plays than I think we saw all in the last couple of years. He's been very comfortable moving. He's been seeing the field extremely well on the run, and he's made really good throws moving. Yep, it's a different Dak. It's a different Cowboy team. And one, after all these years, I finally buy. I really do. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? 
I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sunday, we got a huge day of football coming your way on Fox. The Rams take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens for the Seahawks battle, Christian McCaffrey and the Niners. Check for the game in your area only on Fox and the Fox Sports app. Lamar Jackson may not play. He's sick. We think he's going to play, but there's a story out today. He's sick. Illness, mispractice yesterday. I think he's going to be fine. Okay. I stayed away from that game. I love Baltimore. That's a mistake by you. <laughs> it, it may be. By the way, I think I couldn't tell you how many times the game I pass on wins. So that's the game I'm passing on. Baltimore's the side I like. There you go. So Marvin Harrison Jr., the best college wide receiver prospect probably in my life, says he is undecided and considering returning to Ohio State. I do not think he should, nor do I think he will. But it does show you the difference in why college football has completely pulled away from college basketball. College football stars like Marvin Harrison Jr. and Caleb Williams are now enticed to stay and consider it College basketball stars are enticed to leave if they even go to college. College basketball now is a two- to three-week sport. College football will explode next year with a 12-team playoff and two mega-conferences, the Big Ten and the SEC. I don't understand why college football doesn't privatize and pull away from athletic departments. I don't understand why venture capital firms don't buy college football programs. It's where all the money is. I'd separate from the rest of the athletic departments and make them pay their own bills. But we have a 12-team playoff. The sport's about to explode. And there's only two things anybody watches in college. College football and three weeks of college basketball, and that's it. But this is noteworthy because both Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr., these are transcendent prospects, have at least considered or are considering staying in college football. I've said this ad nauseum for the last two, three weeks, that I believe as a stock, the best buy in sports is college football. It will explode over the next two to three to four to five years, it will cement itself as easily as the NBA continues to be mostly irrelevant ratings-wise in the regular season. It will cement itself as the number two sport in this country. But it is, it is really something. College basketball players, if they go to college, are enticed constantly to leave. Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison, considering staying means that many borderline guys that could go to the pros and get drafted in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round, real players, are going to stay, making the product better. What's happened to college basketball is the product's not very good. It's like an apartment complex. Nobody that lives there actually wants to live there. Everybody's looking to leave eventually to a house, a condo, or a better spot. But college football now, more and more really good players. Shadur Sanders for Colorado would be a first-round quarterback. He's staying. That is a huge benefit. It's the opposite to what has happened to college basketball in a decade. Elite players, elite top-of-the-board guys. I'm going to come back. I like college. Just great for any network that's got college football and great for fans because the quality, unlike college basketball, will remain high and may even get better. So Sean McDermott has a star quarterback, and he's not winning enough. 
And, uh, you know, he fired his offensive coordinator. Can't blame him now for this season. Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator, quit. That's rare. Can't blame him for this season. Josh Allen's still great. Can't blame him for this season. So there's all sorts of leaks coming out now from players and coaches because he got an extension last year from the owner. So the owner likes him, and the GM defends him. But now there's some really ugly stories leaking, one being that back in 2019, four years ago, Sean McDermott, as he was making an inspirational speech, brought up 9-11. It was clunky. Uh, it, it just didn't work, and he apologized for it. As I mentioned to the team then that I regretted and apologized for me not doing a good job of clearly communicating my point. And I'm going to do the same with the team today on about when they're done meetings so that if there's anyone new that they understand um, how important that is to me and my family um, because it's, a, it's an important event, a horrific event in, in our history. So stuff gets out when people want it out. And there is a website, Go Long. Uh, Tyler Dunn will be on our show in a couple of hours. We've used him for years on the Packers and the Bills. The Bills don't like him. They don't give him press passes to attend their games because he's critical of McDermott and the organization. So obviously, uh, he interviewed like 25, 30 people. Uh, McDermott's a very rigid guy. I think he's a classic clean-up-the-mess football coach, but doesn't have any great vision. I've used Chuck Knox as an example for that. Certainly capable, very detailed, very organized, and very, very rigid. So he can get you the first part, which is cleaning up a mess, which will ensure that Sean McDermott gets another job if he ever gets run out of Buffalo. But I don't see him as a guy that really has vision for the next level. For the record, I don't see any of these defensive coaches other than maybe D'Amico Ryans looks like he's got it. But he's a very rigid defensive coach. And the thing that would bother me in this article, obviously the 9-11 stuff is a whiff, it's a gaffe, we all know that. That's the headline, no question. But um, uh, Tyler Dunn also points out that he didn't ha doesn't have much of a relationship with uh, Josh Allen. What are you doing? There there's one player you have to have a relationship with in that building. That is Josh Allen. And this, this is Belichick and Mac Jones and Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. And you think Sean Payton hangs out and parties with Russell Wilson? They're not, they're not guys. But you got to make sure you get along, you communicate, you're in close contact, you know his weaknesses, his strengths, what he likes, what he doesn't. So the article's got a lot of different sourcing uh, that clearly players and assistant coaches are done of the finger pointing. Uh, and that's really what the article states, is that he won't take accountability for some of the issues. Um, I, I don't think he's a bad coach. I think he's a defensive coach, and I think defensive coaches are rigid, and you just have to have a relationship with Josh Allen. So I'm seeing defensive coaches. Mike Tomlin last night, Belichick, Sean McDermott, Ron Rivera. I like Mike Vrabel, but they've, had, they've gone to a backup quarterback, and it gets worse. Whereas offensive coaches will take a backup after an injury, and it's pretty good early, and it tends to get better. A defensive coach, it's bad, and it spirals out of control. So uh, Josh Allen, to me, deserves a reboot, deserves an offensive coach and an offensive culture. Leslie Frazier got, quit. Can't blame him. Ken Dorsey got fired. Can't blame him. Josh is having a great year. Can't blame him. Still don't have a running game. Dependable running game. It's a little better this year, but not great. So now it can all change if they beat Kansas City. And the heat is off if they beat Kansas City. 
And a lot of people this weekend think they can. Uh, in a weird way, I'm almost rooting for him because, I mean, it's, it's gotten pretty ugly for Sean McDermott. But this is something we've talked about, discussed, seen. I would be bothered that another defensive head coach does not have a tight relationship with the quarterback. I mean, Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan sound like roommates. Stafford and McVay, inseparable. I mean, they can, they can read each other's minds. That's what you need. You don't have to go out every night. But, I mean, Belichick and Brady didn't have dinner in 20 years, not once. That's, there's no excuse for that. Do better. So um, that's your situation in Buffalo. Again, they can, they can turn it all around with a win this weekend. That's why the NFL's great. One game a week, win it. A lot of the critics go away. But uh, it's gotten ugly. You can tell Sean McDermott's personality at the podium is a lot more, uh, um, a little less intense. I think he knows he's under the microscope. I think he knows he's in trouble. But they gave him an extension, and they said two weeks ago, the GM, we're not firing Sean McDermott. So there's just a lot of tension. And when an owner gives an extension and a GM says we're not firing him, what do players think? Our only out is the media. Our only, our only outlet now to get somebody run is the media. So that's why when, when players feel like they have no leverage or power because the owner likes the coach and the GM says we're not firing the coach, what do you do? You go to the media. And, you know, the media's job is to get sources, and, and Tyler Dunn's doing a great job on that. But clearly what it's telling you is a lot of those players in that room, they want accountability from the coach because Josh Allen keeps in these big games against Cincinnati and Kansas City. Josh Allen keeps scoring late, and the defense can't stop him, and McDermott's a defensive guy. All right, J-Mac. Blazing five, top of next hour. You know, I'm just thinking here. Can I add Baltimore and have a blazing six? Uh, I, could do I, count believe, it on, I do believe your name is still on the show, so you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. So if I do a blazing five and then just say, we don't have the graphics for it, but I'm taking Baltimore. Well, I'm just sk- be I'm d- careful. Check the weather. It looks like it's going to be a monsoon a, in Baltimore. It, I know. That's why um, I stayed away. I did a teaser where I teased Baltimore down to just have to win the game. All right. Well, I Which can't is, do that on Blazing. Well, you got to add teaser to the Blazing Five. Tease Buffalo up. Chiefs aren't beating them by more than eight. And you tease the uh, Ravens down. They just win the game. That's a lot of information. That's a lot of stuff. That's this is what we do, man. Come on. Blazing Five next hour two in L.A. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. It's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gamblernet In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility 
liability and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Here's our blazing five. That's a hot one. Let's blaze it up. Fire it up. It's Colin's blazing five. Panthers at Saints. I'll take the Panthers plus five and a half. A division dog. New Orleans is reeling. Three of the last four Panther games have been close, decided by seven or fewer. Their defense is playing its best in the year. They've held opponents under 300 total yards in four of the last six games. The Saints are the most poorly coached team in the league. The last three games, they're giving up almost 30 points a game, and that's with a defensive coach and some nice personnel. Derek Carr's hurt. Jameis Winston now starts. He's a turnover machine, and they are no longer getting to the quarterback with a defensive coach. Second fewest sacks in the league. Upset City Panthers win. Take the points, 26-24. Jaguars at Browns. I'll take the Browns minus three. Five and one at home this year is Cleveland, and their defense at home is historically good. Outstanding. Number one across the board in points, yards, third down percentage. Also, the defense played poorly last week, so they'll be in a bad mood. The Jags don't have Christian Kirk. They don't have Trevor Lawrence. And actually, the backup, C.J. Beathard, has a bad shoulder. So they're injury riddled. They're also 1-16 the last 17 times they've played outdoors under 50 degrees. They're a terrible bad weather team with a backup who's dinged up against the great defense. My favorite bet of the week, I'll take the Browns to cover and win 24-13. Lions and Bears. I'll take the Bears plus three. Lousy cold weather. Cold, cold, cold weather. Jared Goff's not great in it. Bears, extra rest. Bears won two of their last three games. Defensively, they have the number one rush defense in the NFL, Chicago, and they're taking the ball away. 
eight takeaways in the last couple of games. So Chicago can be limited defensively, but they're playing pretty well. Their rush defense will force Goff to throw it in really cold Chicago weather. The Lions defense was never good. Now it's a mess. 25-plus points surrendered in the last four games. The worst, second-worst scoring defense in the league is Detroit since Week 7. Upset City take the points. Bears upset the Lions 24-23. Broncos at Chargers. Coaching mismatch. I'll take the offensive coach. Sean Payton in Denver plus 2.5. Chargers aren't doing anything well. I'll get to that in a second. But Denver's defense since week eight has been exceptional. They've won four of their last five. Houston, take out last week. Sean, Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, they're not turning the ball over. Russell Wilson had no turnovers in five of his last six games. So they'll be the cleaner of the two teams. Again, the Chargers don't do anything well. Their rushing offense is 30th with Austin Eckler and a good O-line. Their defense is a sieve. They're all banged up. They have the second-worst pass defense. They're not good situationally. They're one-dimensional in the passing game to Keenan Allen. What do they do well? Denver does a lot of things well. They may have a ceiling, but I get a coaching mismatch. I get points, a divisional game. I take Broncos to beat the Chargers 27-24. Bills at Chiefs. I'm just taking Patrick Mahomes off a loss. Patrick Mahomes is 16-3 in his career off a loss. They got a bad no call and a deep ball, or they could have tied that thing up with the Packers. Their defense this year has been exceptional. It's the best in the Patrick Mahomes era. And again, the Chiefs are a good team. They are teaching a receiving core how to receive in real time and a tough schedule. Here's the thing for the Bills. Five of their six wins have come against teams with losing records. Their coach, there's leaks all over the building. I keep hearing, oh, they're a desperate team. They've been a desperate team six times this year. They're not winning these games. Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys is a tough stretch. I don't trust them in big games. I'll take the Chiefs to win, close game, and cover 32-27. Again, I like Baltimore against the Rams. I didn't put it in. Lamar Jackson's sick, and uh, Rams are playing well. Uh, Cruddy weather could be low-scoring. So I'm doing some dogs this week. The Panthers, the Bears, the Broncos as dogs. J-Mac, thoughts on that? Uh, Well, you said you were dumpster diving. You're certainly doing that with Joe Flacco and Bryce Young. But uh, I had that as well. I just don't like the Chiefs-Bills pick. I'm all over the Bills here. Otherwise, not bad. The Broncos-Chargers, we'll see. But, um, yeah, I think this is a good one for you. 3-1-1, maybe. Okay. James Jones, former Packer wide receiver and a Super Bowl champ, joining us in studio on a Friday. By the way, I did not pick that Green Bay Packer game because you know what? (laughs) Young teams like Houston and Green Bay, young teams play with a naivete. They get better as the season progresses. They don't know what they don't know. You had to have been blown away by that Green Bay performance. No, I wasn't blown away. By Kansas City? No, I wasn't blown away because I've been saying all season long, we're waiting on Jordan Love to 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 grow and to get better as a football player. But this team has a bunch of first rounders on that defense, where a lot of people don't understand that defense is stacked with first rounders. They're starting to get healthy. Hopefully, you'll get Jair Alexander back too. So I knew at home the defense will play well against a struggling Kansas City Chiefs offense um, during this season. But Jordan Love, I mean, you're talking about these last couple of weeks, man. I mean. 
three out of four winning football games, and he's just going with the football to the right places. He's playing comfortable. Coach LaFleur is calling an aggressive football game, and it was fun to watch, man. I mean, obviously some of these throws, when, when you see them go up like this one to Romeo Dobbs, you're like, oh, man. But, hey, that that's quarterback play. He's playing at a, at a very, very high level, man. I'm happy for the kid, and the Packers got it rolling right now. This is not a shot at Aaron. It's a reality. Brady didn't love playing with young players. Either mm-hmm. does LeBron, and I think it was tough for Aaron last year. It's like it's a bunch of kids. So yeah. I'm getting to 40. I do feel it helps Jordan. You know, whereas if you're an older quarterback and Christian Watson drops a ball, yeah. you're not going to go to him for a while. Yeah. I think Jordan loves like, hey, man, I've been getting beat up by the press. Yeah. You drop a ball, I'm coming right back to you. Well, it, it, the age thing yeah. does help. But, and, and not only that, I mean, Jordan loves trying to prove himself. You know what I'm saying? So you better come back to one of the best players on your football team. Aaron Rodgers is an MVP. He has proven. Like, when we first started off as young fellas with Aaron Rodgers, it took us a lot of time to get that chemistry together. It took us a lot of time to say, okay, if the defender's here, I know Aaron Rodgers is throwing the ball here. If we're in this, if the defense is in this coverage right here, I know Aaron Rodgers is going to check to this play. Or I know he wants me to run this. Like, that stuff takes time. So when you're almost 40 years old and you're getting out there with a bunch of young receivers yeah sometimes you know it don't matter what position you play sometimes you're like dang man like i went through this with jj and jordy and randall and all that and now i gotta go through this again with jordan love it's like we are about to grow together you know we are all young we're gonna grow together and get this thing right together so i think mike mccarthy has had a great year it's easy to say because they're winning he had appendectomy surgery this week so we wish mike the very best but you were with him mm-hmm. when teams were playing well and the quarterback is, is playing well and yeah. and i I said this. Mike's gotten beat up a lot, but this is the best X ever played. Absolutely. Uh, Favre's last year with him was excellent. Mm-hmm. Aaron had great years with him. Yeah. You were in those huddles. You were in those meetings and discussions. What does Mike do? I mean, he was 5-1 and one with Cooper Rush. Yeah. There, Mike does something, and Aaron mm-hmm. may have tired of it, yeah. but there was a time they were, they were great. Yeah. What does Mike do for quarterbacks that I wouldn't know in meetings, in practice? Well, Mike really – what Mike does is he really makes it extremely simple for the quarterback. You are a special football player, right? Aaron Rodgers, you're a special football player. Brett Favre, you are a special football player. Dak Prescott is playing at a special, special level right now. We are not going to make this game hard, right? We are going to have we are going to have some really good runs. We are going to have some pass plays off of these runs. If you don't like it, check it and get into a really good play. And these are our favorite checks, right? And number one, there's no need to force nothing down the football field. One thing I've seen with Coach Mike is he came in, he said, listen, Aaron Rodgers, the ball is in your hands, right? We have these playmakers around you, right? These are our favorite plays. The game is really simple, and these are our checks off these favorite Place. Obviously, you're going to go into a game to where schematically you're saying, okay, we're going to put in these couple plays for this defense, you know what I mean, to run them. But other than that, we are going to line up in three wide. We're going to line up in a couple bunch formations, and we're going to let you get us in the right play because when you get us in the right play, it lets me know you know exactly what you're looking at, and it allows you to play a whole lot faster. Dak. And one thing Coach Mike preaches and preaches and preaches is legs, 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 legs. Use your legs. We practice scramble drill and getting outside the pocket so much in Green Bay. Greg, Greg Cosell yeah. said that yesterday. Dak's moving? Moving and getting out. But it, and when you listen to Dak, they're practicing that. And that's what we did in Green Bay time after time after time. Coach Mike always used to tell us, 80% of the game is off scripted. Right? You're, it's very rare you're going to come out there and say, this is the play and it's going to work. 
<laughs> no. Defenses do stuff. Pass rushes happen. Like, 80% of the game is off scripted. That's why Russell Wilson was so great. Aaron Rodgers was so great. Patty Mahomes is so great because of the off scripted plays. And when you watch Dak Prescott play right now and the understanding of the off scripted plays, it's changing his games, whether he's getting outside the pocket throwing it or whether he's getting outside the pocket making plays with his legs. Since that Niners game, the way he's been using his legs and getting outside the pocket has truly changed his season and his game. You know, it was interesting pivoting back to Jordan Love. So when I watched him, I mean, it, it, obviously people can have revisionist history, but five, six weeks ago, Matt LaFleur was ripping him in postgame mm -hmm. comments. Yep. To me, the only thing that really changed is his confidence. Mm -hmm. Is that at some point, and, and, I, and again, when Aaron played under Brett Favre, I remember watching Aaron in college yep. at Cal. He was kind of mechanical. Mm -hmm. And Favre isn't. Yeah. He was a gunslinger, yeah. right? And so Aaron, I think, watched no question. Favre yep. and became much less robotic. Yep. I mean, you can go back and YouTube Aaron at No question. Cal. Yeah, ball to ball. ball yeah. And so no Aaron doubt. watched Brett yeah. and, and just became more of a, a musician. No I'm going gonna, gonna to freeform here, a chef in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched Jordan Love, and it was the second time mm -hmm. I saw it against Detroit where he looked like, I think he's a little more Favre than Aaron, but yeah. it, you could tell somebody had told him, mm -hmm. dude, Go, you're yeah, an athlete. Yeah. That's what it looked like. Yeah, and the main person that told him that was Coach LaFleur. And you can see that by Coach LaFleur's offense. I mean, and by the way, he's calling the game. We, I stood up here with you, and I'm like, Coach LaFleur's trying to protect him, trying to keep him safe. Like, you guys are trying to figure out if he is the franchise quarterback, right? You cannot be out here treating him like he's a C.J. Beathard or something like that <laughs> if, if he's the franchise quarterback. you He's been in this offensive system for three years. You have to let the young fella go. You have really good weapons around him. You're going to get Aaron Jones back. Like, you have to call an aggressive game. And, the, and through this win streak, he said, you know what? If the young fella throw picks, he throw picks. But I'm about to be aggressive just like I was with Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to let him sling this football over the yard. And I'm telling you right now, when you talk about arm talent, Jordan Jordan Love has arm talent to compete with the best of them in the National Football League. And Coach LaFleur has confidence in him to, to really call these plays and, and let him loose. So um, I saw where one of the Bosa's, Nick Bosa, came out and said, hey, hmm. we gave you the, the <laughs> blueprint. Yeah. <laughs> on how to stop Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, nobody else has Drake Greenlaw and Fred Warner. Yeah, it's yeah, an yeah. easier blueprint yeah. when you have the second-best pass rush in the league. Um, what do you make of Philadelphia getting dragged? My take has been they just played four great teams in a row. Yeah. So go back to your career. It's like mm. fatigue. Uh -huh. Like There's only so many high-leverage moments you can yeah. play. At some point, you just like, I'm done. Yeah. I think Philadelphia is fine. But I cannot believe how many people are selling their Eagle stock. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, you know, because obviously every time you dominate a team on the football field, it's always we gave them the blueprint, right? Everybody thinks they got the blueprint on Aaron Rodgers. Everybody thinks they got the blueprint on Patty Mahomes. You don't, right? You've seen Patty Mahomes go out there against the Denver Broncos and the Denver Broncos turn it over and, you know, or the New York Jets turn them over. You don't have the blueprint. You had a really good game, right, against the Philadelphia Eagles. I truly feel like the Philadelphia Eagles had a terrible game plan. You go in there, Swift, DeAndre Swift has six carries. You're going up against the San Francisco 49ers, and you're going to just drop back as they rush four and try to complete a pass versus seven defenders in coverage? You're not going to do that. No quarterback will do that. You know, so for me, I just felt like Philadelphia Eagles' game plan was terrible, right? If the Cowboys come at them this weekend with that rush four and we're going to drop seven, they're going to run the ball down the Cowboys' throat. 
At least they're going to try to. Whether it's Jalen Hurts using his legs, whether it's uh, Devontae Swift running the football, they're going to run the ball. I feel like they got away from that in the game. The Niners rushed four. They did not even run the football. And they were up 6-0. Could have been 14-0, but you're up 6-0, and you still didn't run the football. So I don't think it's the blueprint because I think the game plan will change for the Philadelphia Eagles to where this is how you're going to approach us. Okay, this is going to be our approach for that. We are going to get into more of these run formations and run plays if that's how you guys are going to play us. Only criticism I have of offensive coaches, and I've said this about um, Sean McVay, who I mm-hmm. think is brilliant. They get cute. Yeah. They can. They they, no they, try, they try to. Sometimes yeah. it's like bring it down, yeah. hand it to the back, yeah. and sometimes, by the way, and I think the Lions who can throw the ball are at their best running. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks Philadelphia is a passing team, and I'm like, no, actually, no, I no. think an older offensive no. line, it's easier to ask them mm-hmm. to go forward than to yeah. go backwards. Yeah. So I think Philadelphia is a run team. I mean, even when you watch Philadelphia against the Kansas City Chiefs, right? It was some screen plays, some 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 short passes here and there, and DeAndre Swift had himself a day in the run game and in the screen game, right? And Jalen Hurts made some plays later in that game with his legs, and he made one big-time throw to Devontae Smith, and they won the football game. A.J. Brown had what? Eight yards, you know, <laughs> so like they found a, they they run the football, you know, so for me, that is where they got to start at. You have a quarterback that's extremely mobile, that's extremely strong, utilize his legs. I, I, I was waiting for them to utilize his legs against the San Francisco 49ers, because if it's one thing the San Francisco 49ers struggle with, that is mobile quarterbacks as a defense. And yeah. they just kept Jalen Hurt, Hurts, one of the best mobile quarterbacks in our game inside the pocket. So this Philadelphia Eagles, it starts with the run game. And that's Jalen Hurts. That's 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 uh, Swift. It starts with them, and then everything comes off of that. Okay, I want to talk about Marvin Harrison Jr., tremendous college receiver. Mm-hmm. He said he's still considering Ohio State because kids now can make a couple million bucks. Ohio State's got a big collective. What do you make of those comments? <laughs> I mean, this, this is, this, I, I laugh at these comments because this is absolutely crazy. You're talking about five million and you're about to get 30 million guaranteed, man. You go to this number one, number two, number three overall pick and get to the National Football League. And not only that, you're playing in college football because your dream is to get to the National Football League. Well, right now it's set up for you to be a top two, top three pick in the National Football League. I truly believe this is all talk. I don't even, you know, I don't get into him or Caleb Williams talking this stuff, man. You're not going to make the money you're going to make in the National Football League in college i don't care what university you did go you to. like playing in college loved it loved it i would i will i would want to play one more college football game over playing one more nfl game why i don't know it was just different you know everybody's on scholarship you know you don't really got a lot of egos involved it ain't no money involved everybody's chasing the same goal everybody's brothers you know you're in the locker room talking about a bunch of crazy stuff and all that from from college it's, it's, it's just a fun time so for me I would love to go back and play one more college football game with my buddies, then go back and play an NFL game with my buddies. But you don't buy this story? No, not at all. He, he's he, he's coming out, and he's 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 going to be a hell of a player in the National Football League. But I do not see him staying in college for what? Like you're coming back for what? Okay, you got a couple NIL this before what? You have nothing else to prove. Well, you I mean, have shown I, the world everything. My takeaway is, if I cannot go to class or go to class, I mean, I and make more money. I never liked going to class yeah, in college. Hey, I'm right with you. I'm right with you. But you're talking about now I don't have to go to class and I'm making 25 more million than I would have made and I'm in the national football. This, this is a no-brainer. These kids coming out saying this is absolutely crazy. Good seeing you. You're on Good speed you. today. Yes, I am. Great stuff. James Appreciate Jones, you, Super Bowl champ, former Green Bay Packer wide receiver. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina 
in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.